0: Good day friends, I'm Dr. John and this is Amplified Living Podcasts. And you're about to listen to an awesome uh, chat that I had with Tara Pashad, who's a uh, fire shaper, Tenafly, Hot Yoga Studios owner. Now, she's an amazing woman and entrepreneur. She has such incredible insight. She's a super mom, and her uh, super-duper husband, Jay Sean, has a very interesting and phenomenal life that she has to also manage and travel the planet with him. So I'm sure you're going to enjoy the next 60 minutes with my interview with Tara Prashad. (laughs) Definitely. Um, so how cool, is it? so we tried to hook up and do a call in LA, how long were you in LA for, how many days?
1: I was in LA for a week, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a good trip, it was uh, it was a work trip for my hubby, and I had the kids with me, and I was quickly reminded that I needed to find a yoga studio ASAP.
0: I guess it's like LA, is sort of like for, you know, just, you know, because I'm in Australia now, and, and thinking about just being in LA, that like the mayhem of that. I mean, that's some that's New Jersey sort of mayhem too, isn't it? But yeah, it's a little different. It
1: is, but it's like my home mayhem, right? Like I, it's like in my kind of controlled environment.
0: Yeah, right. You're familiar right. You're familiar with your own mayhem.
1: So exactly. It's
0: not, as, it's not as mayhemish.
1: Exactly, exactly, but way. you take my kid to a new kitchen and a new house to explore and new cabinets to open. It's a new mayhem. Right manage right.
0: yeah right so. you know so you went there to uh because your hubby was doing some recording and so you just go to hang out to support too i guess exactly he wants to be around his family yeah and that, he was away
1: of, for two weeks already, already. so he was he was uh, missing us so we went to give him some right. support
0: yeah and so you went to go do, do a yoga studio which is like the origin of like of your teacher training is la yeah, uh, La C- La Cien- did you do it no, La did you? you didn't go to Ella did you do it in La Cienica or did you go somewhere else
1: so I did my first training in Acapulco Mexico
0: oh that's where he held his that's just, yeah. so just to be clear for everyone that's listening we're talking to the fabulous Tara who's the owner of Fireshaper Flight and a personal friend a really good friend of myself and my wife and we've known her for so 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 many years and um, she originally started as a student at our Fire Shaper studio. Uh, at the time, we were a Bikram studio. We were Bikram yoga. Yeah. And that's way back, like way back in the early 19 2000s. 19 years ago. <laughs> it's just so yeah. long. It's like, now I'm so I old. Know. You can't tell because I didn't let my gray hairs grow in this time. Um, and this fabulous woman has done so much uh, in her life. Natalie and I, uh, Natalie and my wife, we're always talking about Chatara. We're like... How does that little lady do it with traveling around and and you know because it's a big deal. God, you must. Do you have an entourage? You need an entourage. We need an entourage when we travel, like people supporting us everywhere we go, with especially when you're overseas.
1: You know what's so crazy is, I mean, I travel with the kids alone, which is what I did on this trip, and I held a meditation in L. A. on Saturday night because it was 222, so 222, 2, 2, and the meaning Two, behind. The 222 two, two is that we have angel guides all around us if we pay attention and, you know, we're open to them. So I hold this beautiful meditation with a sound bath on Saturday evening. Before two gentlemen leave who I've never met before, they say, oh, we're flying to New York tomorrow, too. I find out that they're on the same flight as me. So these two guys were so sweet. They were so grateful for to me. It was a free meditation that we offered as a gift. They literally took me off of the airplane, all the way till the kids and I got into the Uber to make sure that we were supported. And I said, oh my gosh, look at this, you guys are my angel guides, so.
0: That's so, that's so awesome, and when you run into it, isn't it interesting that in our industry, the the yoga industry, how many like, like super uh, aware and super supportive people that we just run into, and I think sometimes at times I don't feel very aware and sometimes at times I don't feel very supporting Uh, but I can say that every single time that I you know initiate with a regular practice and I do the you know the elements I follow the recipe like so I do a little bit of meditation I follow the recipe do my yoga practice get the blood moving get my mind slowed and then sped up and then focused and then i become more supportive and a little bit more understanding. <laughs> you know sort of like reconnected yes. again, a little bit more aware.
1: We all need it, right? So I was out there and um, so we left, I left with the kids on a Saturday. So my last yoga class was on the Friday and then it was Saturday, Sunday, Monday and I hadn't practiced yet. And I looked at my husband and I was like, yeah, so this isn't gonna work. I need to know what your schedule is tomorrow and I have to find time to go to yoga. And he was working every day. He was leaving the apartment at 9.30 in the morning. So I got up at 5.30 and I went to a 6.15 a.m. class. And he thought I was nuts, because he's like, you're gonna get up, number one, while you're away. Number two, when you're gonna be with the kids by yourself all day, and you're gonna get up that early. And I'm like, you don't understand. That's gonna make me better. That's going to make mm-hmm. me able to get through the day. That's where I'm going to find my patience and my grounding, you know, that I need. So it doesn't matter. You know, so we're teachers and we live it and breathe it every day. But we need the practice just as much as our students.
0: Well, isn't that like uh, I find it really uh, I get so curious about things. And, and one of the things that I get curious and interested about is that, you know, you we say, okay, we're a teacher, right? But um, when I was a young child, age ten, I started the martial arts, and mm, perhaps around age thirteen, maybe fourteen-ish, I would I started teaching people that were then under, you know, less uh, experienced than I myself, right? I would be the teacher would put me in charge of somebody new or something like that, mm. the teach them very basic things, yeah. And so we find out that through this whole time that the natural course of our growth is completely um, uh, related to how much we then teach other people um, how we got to where we got, even if we don't think it's very significant, right? Like, so you don't think, oh, my pathway was super significant about how I got to where I am at the moment. Mm. But yet, um, by offering your capacity to be able to teach other people the things that you did learn along that way, Right. You never know what stage anyone else in the world is in terms of what, you know, different mm-hmm. than what they know or what they've experienced different than what you're experienced. But anyway, I guess the point is, is that like, OK, so we're a teacher. Yeah. But like everyone's a teacher. Like we're always teaching people things. Right. Yeah. And uh, we're every kids. time
1: we're teaching, we're learning from our students and we're growing. We're having new experiences. It's um, just because we're the teacher doesn't we haven't stopped learning, I think, is the point.
0: Right. Well, that's the addictive thing. That's like, I get addicted to that. I get addicted to that because if I teach them something, whether it's in a yoga class or a martial arts class or one-on-one, or if I'm working with a private client, um, if I'm teaching somebody something, that's my addiction. Because like when I leave that and I do my own thing, I don't know about you, but like, I, and do you instantly apply? Like, I mean, I instantly apply it. Like I just, my brain just flashes back to when I was teaching that person. And then I just sort of like roll
1: Yeah, yeah, it's great. It reminds you of what you need to be doing, right? Mm -hmm. And then also, I think one of the biggest things that I talk to others about, um, especially just in whatever it is that I'm doing, whatever field I'm in, um, is that service, right? Like we get so caught up in our junk and our stuff uh, on a daily basis, everyone does. And when someone calls me and says they're going through a hard time, I remind them, just get out of your own stuff and go teach, go serve someone else and you can shift your circumstance.
0: So I totally get it. It's like, um, you know, one of the things that I was teaching somebody the other day, I actually had a private private one-on-one session coaching somebody. And um, when I was chatting with this person, they were wondering, um, which is a very silly thing to wonder, but uh, things were coming to them with ease in their life. And this is a person that is used to experiencing uh, stress and tension mm. to get what they want, right? And so they were confused as things are a lot easier. So why am I feeling like this? And I don't know if it's actually feeling good for me. And um, when we dumbed it all down, it sort of got into being, you know, your level of self self worth. But regardless, I actually was chatting with her, and I said, okay, well. These elements are the elements that you that, that fulfill people. And so one of them is, you know, feeling significant. So someone else makes you feel important in some way or um, or certainty. What they say is uh, like, like I feel safe. I know what the next action is going to be. So I feel at peace because I know what's going on and I'm kind of in control or like mm-hmm. very in control. Right. And then that element of uncertainty, where it's like, oh, I need that, you know, that element of like surprise. I want a little bit of like, I don't know what's going to happen. I need some variety. They say variety is the spice of life, right? Mm. And, then, uh, and then that element of connection and love, like where you can love, whether it's yourself or connect with yourself or other people, um, or growth, where you're growing. But one of the things, is the last thing, is contribution. is giving beyond yourself. And I think what you're saying is like it's a human need. It's one of the six human needs that is so fulfilling. Mm. It fulfills you, you know? I think it only fills you if it's important to you. So that's a good, I think it's a good, let um, just kind of reflection of who you are Tara. It's like, like us people who know you know that you're, everybody listening, she has a heart this big. <laughs> tell me about Tell me about the um, studio you went to in LA. I'm curious, what, what kind of studio <laughs> did you go to?
1: Oh my goodness. So it was like, it was a major throwback moment. Throwback in what way? Like how? Throwback to you know, well, throwback in terms of two things. So number one was uh, totally ghetto studio, and I'm not being mean, but just no frills, right? And and I was reminded of the no frills, right? And why it was important. It wasn't about anything else. It was just come in, do the work. I don't care who you are. I don't care uh, what title you have or how much money you have, show up, get in the room. You're gonna sweat just, we're all gonna sweat the same and you're gonna work your butt off. That's it, right? So I was reminded of that. And um, and yeah, I took a 90-minute class. We don't have 90-minute classes in Tenafly anymore. Um, a 90-minute Bikram class. And I was reminded of the, um, listen, I started as a Bikram yogi. When you talk about certainty, The Bikram practice was certainty for me. A vinyasa flow for me was very, it was, forget fear, it was anxiety inducing 19 years ago. I couldn't do it, right? So the Bikram practice for me was an opportunity for someone who didn't think I could do yoga to do yoga. And that was amazing. Um, Knowing I mean, I've been I've been traveling for so many years, so back then I could travel anywhere, to any studio in the country or even in the world, and I knew what I was gonna get. That all of those things for me were very, um, that gave me security and I needed that at that time in my life. Um, so I was very grateful for it. And you know what, I did that 90 minute class and I had energy for the whole day. When I went to sleep that night, I wasn't tired. I just knew that I had to go to sleep.
0: You know, Well, your body was just ready to rest, right? You were just like, okay, now my body is ready to rest and recover.
1: Yeah, but I was awake. Like I was energized. That practice fires me up in a very particular way. Yeah, right. Um, so yeah, but it isn't, that,
0: isn't that isn't isn't that so cool though that that and I and and, and as a doctor like coming. A, when I work with people and coming back and looking at it through that lens, right? That we often look at sleep like, oh, I'm so tired. I'm so like, uh, I just got to sleep and then I get rejuvenated. But what if you had uh, a tremendous amount of energy, just like constantly flowing through you, right? And you were completely connected to that, right? And then you said to yourself, you know what? It's time for my body to rest. Yeah. And then with that energy, you enter a sleep phase where you're actively recovering
1: mm-hmm. and
0: fully rested. Right. So, yeah. so you're resting because you know you need to rest because that's what your body requires. But right. you, as an energetic being, are full.
1: Yeah.
0: I think that, and that's I really was. Cool. So
1: that yeah. was, it was amazing. it that was that, nice.
0: That, that's what I get. I get the same thing from that. I actually went, and it wasn't a, a, a Bikram class, it wasn't one of our Blaze classes. Uh, Because we have, you know, those here in Australia as well. But I went to one of our burn classes and I don't normally do our burn classes for someone who's just like getting in on here. And you don't know the fire shape or lingo burns that just yoga, but you add weights. And now we're not talking a lot of weights. I can show you my space here. I've got these like big block weights that are giant that you can select it. We're not talking about that. I was using four kilos, which is uh, 10 pounds. So 10 pound weights. So it was kind of substantial, Substantial, right? I got a little muscles. Okay, so uh, I use it. But oh, my God, like it just, it broke me almost. But when I left, I was full. Like it didn't break me in a sense like, oh, that just took the wind out of me. I'm not here anymore. No, that like broke me. But that made me. Like like I I don't know how to explain it. other than I was filled up, and so I went to bed that night. I was like, yes, I'm still so energized. Right. But I immediately went to rest, like right away. Yeah. The next day, I f- I'm feeling great again. You, you know.
1: Yeah. It breaks so you, you but a, a it makes you uh, stronger, and you realize how strong you are, and that's the fun part.
0: The place that you went to in LA was it a still a still a Bikram place, or was it different, changed the name, all that stuff?
1: They just changed the name. The website is still like a Bikram Yoga downtown. Um, uh. But it's called like Fire and Ice or something. So they're in the process of changing it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a very precarious sort of it's, like world now out it's there. It's a
1: touchy, 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 touchy. Touchy, touchy. Oh, that's the wrong word to use.
0: <laughs> yeah. should <laughs> be the right, the right word to use word to I don't use. know. <laughs> yeah. You have angels looking out after you, don't worry. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, it is, it's, it's so funny. And so, um, so you, you go and do this practice and and you know, when I go back to America, which I'm gonna be there, um, I leave here on the 19th of March and then I'm coming in and which we have to talk a little bit more about. I don't know if you had something, time at your studio for me to visit. But uh, the first thing that I do when I get there is a 90 minute class, because in Westwood we still have those 90
1: minute classes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It grounds you. Grounds no, it, it you rips,
0: it, it rips the, the it tears, it, it shreds my jet lag. And it just exactly. takes it out of me.
1: Yes. It does. I went does to the, um, Deepak Chopra massive. on Monday. Oh,
0: cool.
1: We went to Deepak was he on doing, Monday. Was he, doing
0: a, was he doing an event?
1: He was doing an event for his new book called Metahuman. Mm-hmm. And he was in Englewood, which is down the street from the yoga studio in Tenafly. So I put together a community event and about 30 of us went together.
0: Did you get a photo with him?
1: No. We would have had to pay almost. Yeah, we would have had to pay more.
0: Oh, oh you. <laughs> I was Kinda doing a the things. Yeah, he's a machine though. I love him.
1: He's yeah. A, and no, and he I mean in a good
0: way, he's a machine. It's, he's on task, he's on purpose and he just doesn't stop.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, But it was so cool because so much of what we teach um, to our students was, it all came full circle, you know. Um, he talked about the importance of yoga and pranayama. He talked about the importance of grounding, taking your shoes off, and I love that because I was like, look, you know, I sometimes when people come into the studio, just getting them to take their shoes off is a is an uncomfortable moment. And, you know, on top of the, I, you know, we do it for a lot of reasons, um, but I love that, that practice of grounding, right? You need to be connected. You need to feel the earth underneath you. And that's part of also why when you have jet lag and you come in and you do your practice and you root with your you know, shoes off, it's very powerful.
0: Uh, it's funny because it's a cultural thing and, being, and, and the area that we that you live in and, and I used to live there too in, in Jersey. Uh, but here in Australia, I live on a, like a little bit of a farm and I have one pair of sneakers, uh, one pair of nice shoes, and about three pairs of what, well, they call uh, they're flip-flops, but you know in Australia, which I can tell a funny story. They call them thongs. thongs. So when I first got here, yeah. So when I first got here in Australia, someone goes, "Hey, um, you know, where's your thongs?" And I said, hey, hey, "Hang on a second, buddy. I've like, got to know you." Better watch uh, out. But watch what you're asking me. And he goes, what do you mean? I go, what do you mean thongs? He's like, I don't, you know. And, and then someone said, no, he's talking about, like, like, your sandals. I said, oh, you mean flip-flops. He goes, yeah, those things.
1: I know. My husband thinks the word flip-flop. In England, they don't say flip, flip-flop.
0: <laughs> so, uh, oh, my gosh. Yeah, but anyway, the point was, is like, because Culturally. of the temperature here, yeah, the temperature here, which is people are regularly – without shoes. I mean, they literally come in, which we have to tell people, look, you have to wear shoes to come to our yes. studio.
1: Absolutely. Right. Because then you're bringing the dirt from outside.
0: On That's exactly. I said, could you just like wear it? at least entertain me if you have your shoes off in the car, put them on to walk into my studio right. and then take yeah, yeah, them yeah.
1: off. But if you think about the Australian um, personality, very grounded, right? They move slowly. Like they're They're very earthy, they're connected. So it's not surprising that they walk around with their shoes off. You're like, well, I don't know if I agree.
0: No, 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 I do agree. I do agree. They, I'm saying, yeah, like they just they are like that in general. Yeah. Um, depends yeah. on where you are in Australia, but
1: of course. In
0: general, you don't know have any. Am I lost and found at the studio? How, uh, how many thongs? Yeah. I have <laughs> because people and shoes. Like people leave their shoes because. Yeah. They, just, they don't even think twice about leaving the studio without shoes on. They just, oh, hi, goodbye. I'm surprised they leave with their their, their clothes. Like, they just stop leaving. Like, it is so funny. It is so funny. So, like, um, so you said earlier you were like, oh, it's a throwback to the early days when you went to, you know, to this Bikram studio. So, you're just remembering back when you started. And I remember when you started as a student. And you were like, so everyone, if you want a picture of Tara when she was a student, she was all business like she would just come in and you wouldn't say much no You'd just say hello to everybody and then you would just go into your into the studio and then you would kick butt or do the best that, or it would kick your butt right <laughs> and that and then you would and then you would leave and then I don't know how we got to know you or what how that transpired but then you went to Bikram yoga training what was that what year was that
1: that was in 2008
0: oh wow 2008. Yeah. Do you remember when you started at our place? What year was that?
1: Well, it's 2020, and I started 19 years ago.
0: So two th- So you started when we opened. You were there when we first opened. Is that?
1: Yeah.
0: Would that be right? Yeah, we, all, we opened I saw all the evolutions. And 2002. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So then you went to Bikram Training, and, and at the time in 2008, it was in Acapulco in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... uh would you have there in that training how many people
1: oh my gosh probably 500
0: wow
1: yeah a, it was insane
0: i'm just trying to think was that the training that no natalie and i didn't stop in at that training we went to one when he was here was in, when he was in was it florida i can't remember now anyway i know you changed it where he was training people but yeah that's a ton of people and then you came back and you were teaching yoga and doing your thing. in 2008. So when you came back, we were still we were still Bikram Yoga at that time, and we didn't had, had not changed until 2010. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow.
1: Yeah. So cool. Yeah, and I and remember so, when uh, you guys changed. That was scary for me. I was like, wait, where's my comfort? I don't know how I feel about these new classes.
0: Yeah, totally. Totally. Right. Which I, which I think is 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 something that is important to to kind of understand be like to know where you are in the nature of who you are the nature of your being and 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 to have the insight and and not everyone does right away but everyone can very quickly and you know like because you're going to join us in the teacher training program and unfortunately I won't be there side by side with you when you yeah. do start to teach because I'll be there for RQU release the quantum U, which is the first four days but I won't be there yeah. after that but in those four, in those four, first four days, it's like everyone has the capacity to be aware of who they are and how they are in time and space and in different ways at different times. But to have the in, unique awareness at the time of, in your life when you were mm-hmm. relatively young to know, you know what, I like the security thing. I like this. Like I'm, I I like knowing what's coming. And when I don't know what's coming and it's too crazy for me, it's really too crazy for me. And it's 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 not it's not good for what I need at the moment. Yeah. And that's pretty cool to know. Like, not everyone knows that. How did you get like that? How did How did you think? So, what would make you feel that way? Uh,
1: I don't. know. I mean, I don't know. I I guess I've, I've always been like I've always been self-aware. I guess every you know everyone is is different. I've definitely always had self-awareness. Um. You know, but I did, I suffered with anxiety growing up and you know, from my young age through, from high school throughout. Um, And the yoga for me was a healer. And I became acutely aware of how food affected my anxiety and how the yoga helped my anxiety. Um, And when I became aware of those two things and realized, ooh, when I eat this way, I feel this way. Oh, you know, so I was always fine-tuning um, my my process and my habits and figuring out, well, what's working for me and what's not working for me because I always knew that I wanted to do something great.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I just always knew that innately. Um, so in order to do that, you've always got to be looking at yourself and figuring out, okay, what's working for me and what's not working for me, what's serving me, what's not serving me. Mm-hmm.
0: So. That's um, the, I mean that, and you know, it's something that we, when we do the training program, like when when you're going to be there with them as one of their key trainers, and literally, so the, so the training starts uh, March 26th. Is it 26th, tw- right? Yeah, mm-hmm. because I get there on the 19th and I have a bunch of time before it actually starts. So yeah, on the 26th of March, and then we do the four days, which I, I'm sure you're going to jump in and you're going to be teaching one of those classes as well, which is cool because yeah. I'll probably stay and take it. Um, when you're there with them, you're sort of like managing that and helping to bring things into the, into everyone's awareness that they're not necessarily seeing, but we already know exist in, in the context of what they're learning. So then introducing that to someone's awareness. And then what's really interesting is to see that once it's in their awareness to watch a person shift, how cool is that? Like to, just to see that when someone's like, Oh, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. It's um... just their eyes go up. The the studio, obviously, you know, we're entering year five of owning the studio and running a business full time, a brick and mortar. And, you know, it's been a journey. Right. And, you know, two years ago, maybe. Right. The studio, I was very blessed that it was always self-sustaining. Um, it has always made enough money to support itself from the m- month that I opened. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I was getting paid. Right. And I have no shame in sharing that. It's just the reality when you're running a brick and mortar business, right? And um, I would talk to people and they would be like, well, how much are you making now? What's your profit, you know? And I'd say, well, you know, it's it's doing really well. It's self-sustaining, but I'm not really making any money yet. And they would look at me like I was out of my mind, right? And I would respond by saying, yeah, but we're changing lives. I see people transform. And they would, you know, they're financial people, so they're like, "That's great, Tara. When are you gonna start making some money?" You know. <laughs> but abundance me, is important. right yes, it is. And listen, I've taken my time, as I knew that I would, and you know, we're getting over those hurdles now, and it's a beautiful place to be in. But like we said when I when we started this call, I have a big heart, so nothing makes me happier than knowing and seeing. The change, the reason that I opened the studio was because I know how much the yoga changed my life, right? And so then to go and see it, when you have these students who you're working with and you have those days when they come in and they're so scared, they don't know what to expect, or you see their, their, the stress and the tension that they carry, you see the anxiety yes. and the fear that they carry. Um, and then to see that shift happen over time for them, is so, there's there's nothing, money money can't, that's a priceless feeling.
0: Mm. It is priceless. And um, I feel the same way about the when we, we do the, I'm gonna be there now in, in, uh, in March, and uh, there's the your training itself, but the, the, from the beginning towards, all the way through every single day, because it's, so when we see it in the studio, and someone's experiencing it as a student. And, and if students are listening to this, I want you to think about how you experience um, your transformation or your personal th- how your personal life shifts or how you see the world or how you see yourself, how that changes over the course of days or weeks or months and years, or depending on how long you're practicing, and how you can slowly kind of watch that. And sometimes you don't see it, but then if you pause for a moment and say, okay, well, what, where was I three years ago when I started and how am I today in comparison, that you can see the, the difference, you know, how that added value ch- has shifted or transformed you, right? But now when we get into a training program, when someone immerses themselves in the mm-hmm. experience of, of the program, now it's not just the information, right? It's, it's like, so, because people think knowledge is power, that's what everyone says. Now, Knowledge is power. But knowledge is not power. It's, it's only potential power. And so when you put it into action and when you, when you can experience the knowledge, it literally, I don't know if I can draw a cartoon of, of your cellular structure literally changing and aligning differently inside your body, mm. inside your brain, inside your nervous system. It's the moment that you experience the knowledge in yourself, you're literally tra- transforming. And then because you're in this tight-knit group of people, right? And, and the group can be 500 people or it could be uh, 10, 15 people, right? It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It could be, you know, three people or five people. But the people that are spending time together in the group, the, the stronger the group, the bigger what we call the field that surrounds the group.
1: Mm-hmm. And then
0: when you're in that field, it's almost like, and I'll just, for lack of a better word at the moment, I'm going to say God. It's like God has magnets above you. Literally p- turning on the electromagnetic force and literally realigning your structure and and everything about you while you're inside that experience. And from our perspective, what we see is like we literally see people make a year jump in a day. Right. The next day, they are they are that different.
1: That's amazing. How they
0: how they what they do how they speak to each other how they do their posture. I mean transformation is so rapid it's like i could goosebumps can't see my yeah. goosebumps i got goosebumps it is so rapid that um that is like crack yeah <laughs> that's like that's yeah. like a, a full-on high it's amazing
1: yeah well I'm i can't so wait excited. for you to be in it i'm so excited to be part of it this year
0: the um yeah, so the training when we get there on on the uh, for the four days, uh, and we'll talk about this later. But I definitely want to make sure I make it to your studio. I have one day that I can I can do something at your place. I hope that we can sort of. Yes. Send that to you anyway.
1: Yeah, I'm away that weekend, but I'll be back the next. I'll be back the day that. So we'll make it work.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah. and um, yeah. So then the, during the four days, you'll we'll come over and teach a class over at the NIAC Studio because we host it in the NIAC Studio because we have a mm-hmm. dedicated. You know, unlike a lot of other places, you know, it's not online. You actually have to show up. But we have a literally a dedicated room just where, just to to be confined, where no one else can interrupt your space, no one else can step into your field, no one else can bother your transformation. Only people who are adding to your transformation come into that space. And um, yeah, I hope that you can hang out with us a little while during those four days.
1: Yeah, definitely. We'll be so, there.
0: So what does the new Tara, Tara, say to the old Tara? If you had a conversation, what would they, what would she tell her?
1: Mm. Oh, gosh, that's a big question.
0: <laughs> I know it is a big question, but you can brainstorm with me. Uh, I'm totally cool. T- I'm, I'm fascinated.
1: Yeah. I think one of the biggest things the new Tara would tell, you know, baby Tara, is uh, you don't have to look outside for approval. You don't have to look outside for acceptance. What you need is there within you.
0: All you need is within you now.
1: Yeah,
0: it's a pretty cool message. How would the old Tara, the baby Tara, how sh- how would she have onboarded that? How do you think if someone would have said that to her? Just I'm just out of just out of curiosity. What do you think?
1: <sighs> I think that the baby Tara was. Baby Tara was was a unique girl, was unique, right? And stood out and wanted to feel like she needed to fit in a little bit. She needed to be accepted. And she knew that she was strong and she knew she was powerful, but she still felt like she needed those other people. So she might have had, you know, she would have had a hard time with it.
0: I still um, feel like that at times, so <laughs> I still feel like I need a little bit of acceptance and a little bit of initiative. Of in it.
1: course, we do. But you know what was so really, really funny, John, on Monday night, as I stood outside of Bergen Pack with my group of 30 yogis, I looked at a few of them and I said, you know, if I had wanted to come to an event like this, you know, 20 years ago, I would have had to beg one person to come with me. Right, I would have had to find one person who was willing to like kind of sacrifice their night and go along with me to this Deepak event. And I said, <laughs> how cool of it is it that we've created a community where we can all come and geek out at this event together. Yeah, cool. Right, so, yeah. so I'd still have people around me but I found my you know i've I've put out very clearly the uh, vision of what I want to be surrounded by, the types of qualities and characteristics of people that I want to be surrounded by. So I still have people who are accepting of me, but they're accepting of the truest version of me.
0: like any version of you that shows up, right?
1: right not the version that
0: they so sometimes when the frustrated mom shows up or the tired mother or the you know the stressed out business woman whenever they show up they're still cool with it.
1: yeah
0: along yeah. with the other stuff you know the good ver- the other the other versions you know because every version is a great version right right and i i i commonly find that to be um a common theme and anytime that we work with somebody in a program or even when I coach somebody or when I'm working with patients is that they um, are aware of multiple versions of themselves and some of them make them happy and some of them don't make them happy and then they wonder why, where they don't even see themselves spending time in those versions, right? They're not aware that where they're spending their time and how they're spending their time. And to then, I, I've, I find my favorite part, and I, and and to divulge this to to the people that are listening that might be interested in doing a teacher training program, whether it's ours or someone else's, uh, but my my most favorite part of it is the first four days, and that's why I spend most of my time on those on the release the quantum U part of it, uh, because the fascination and the curiosity and the power of action, it's so um, it's so intense. And so transformative that I know it's uncomfortable. If I go to an event and what's the most uncomfortable for me when I go to an event is when I know when I go, I know they're generally going to make me do something that I'm not going to want to do.
1: Like, okay,
0: everyone, everyone break and go talk to someone new. And I think to myself, I don't want to talk to anybody. (laughs) (laughs) I'm one of the most, I'm one of the most intrinsic people that you'll ever meet. Like the, for in order for me to put myself out there into the world and be on a stage or talk in front of a group of people that i actually have to i had to create that guy i had to create that version of myself in order to do that that person didn't exist
1: mm-hmm. it was
0: it was hidden away somewhere in a cabinet and the door was locked and it was at a just because of i don't know there's just different ways to grow through different growth and awareness I'm like okay well let's unlock that cabinet let's get that person out there let's put that person in the gym and give them a workout okay let's get them into the yoga room give that person a workout let's build them up a little bit more add some more energy into that version and then that version can come out but literally even when I go to event these days which I'm going to take Natalie and I and Sydney are going to go to see uh, Tony Robbins in UPW when it comes to Sydney this amazing. year, uh, so I'm going to take my, I'm going to take, she's going to be 15 when we go, so that'll be amazing. Super pumped, super pumped like
1: yeah, like, that's awesome. Jump up and down without, so lucky for her my to get to experience iPads.
0: that. Oh, so I can't wait. So and we're going to walk on coals together, like like walk on fire together. That's just yeah. going to be super rock solid, amazing. And um, you know, even when I go to those things, and I know that there's parts of that, even though I've done that program three times. There's still parts of that. I'm like, I'm going to have to do all that work. You know, I have to go out. I have to go and meet all these people. I have Mm -hmm. to put myself into that thing. But that's just the lifting the weights, doing the yoga posture, doing it another time, doing it again, falling out of the yoga pose and then coming back into it and doing it again, even though you don't want Mm -hmm. to, you know. But it's still my favorite bit, the four days. It's still my favorite bit, which really um, um, excites me, excites me to see the people. And then what, um, afterwards, uh, I guess what's most exciting for me is to just get feedback from like you and, and, and the other, other leaders that are part of that team, because to, to get that feedback, cause they get excited. You guys will be so excited about the process mm. and all the new teachers. And when I go back to the studio, I literally see the people that were in the trainings now teaching right. in the studio somewhere. Wow. So cool. It's like crazy yeah so okay so i'm uh, just being aware of time but like tell me a little bit before we split i just want to know that what excites you most about um the do it being a part of the teacher training coming up what are you most excited about
1: what am i most excited about the training um you know what it's been a building process for me to get here, right? I've been practicing for 19 years, teaching for 12, owned the studio for five, and if probably we rewind three years ago, there were some voices and people chattering in my ear telling me, you need to be part of the training, you need to be part of the training, and I wasn't there. I was one of them. Right. <laughs> and I just, I wasn't there, and I knew that I wasn't there, right? Um, and I was like, it doesn't feel right yet. It's, I don't feel like I'm, I didn't, I didn't know why I just knew I wasn't ready. Um, and I, but one thing I did love was I always put teachers into the training with you guys and then I would, they would come back to me and I would spend months with them, mentoring them and staying with them. Even after the training finished, I would stay with them and continue working with them. And that was one of my favorite things to do, that one-on-one time with them and helping them and seeing them grow and seeing them shift. And and then, like you said, you know, having them as fresh class teachers and then getting them into the regular classes and seeing that growth and that transformation, um, you know, seeing my, my little baby birds fly. That's how I felt, right? Um, so... You know, over the years I've seen that that for me was a really, um, you know, I finally felt like, okay, I have that knowledge and I have enough of experience now that I really do feel like I have something very special to share with the, you know, upcoming teachers. So I, I love um, sharing that experience of you know what I, where I've been and, and how I've gotten here now. Um, so I'm so excited. Like I can't wait to to be in the room with them and to help them break down a posture. You know and like you say when you see that little light bulb moment when they're like, oh, that's what I was supposed to be doing. And you're like, yes. You know they never. Oh, I never heard that. And I'm like, we've been saying it every class. You know. Um, but we're so um bogged down with our own stuff that we often don't hear.
0: It reminds me of, uh, what's the um, what's that new thing that you're doing? Um, if you don't mind me asking, I saw the cooking something happen. Tell me a little bit, because what you just said, and I'll come back to it, it reminds me of a of, of a really good recipe. So all right, but I also wanna know quickly, just what's the cooking thing that you're doing? So
1: yeah, I'm working on my, uh, my first e-recipe cookbook. So yeah, I mean, I've been, I've, you know, I'm a certified health coach, so I've been doing cooking and recipes and all that good stuff for years and years. But I'm finally putting it onto paper.
0: If somebody wanted to um, catch up with you and they wanted to learn more about that, where would they, where would they go? Uh,
1: I have a website called dot but that is changing to I'mASpiritWarrior.com. Uh, And so everything, most update, you can always go to Instagram, Tara Natalie. And then
0: the link in bio
1: will take you where you need to go.
0: T-H-A-R-A Natalie.
1: Yes.
0: Uh, So so why it reminded me of a really good recipe was because um, if you follow the recipe, generally your food comes out perfect every single time, right, if you Mm -hmm. follow it. And that's the whole idea of having recipes from people who are just awesome people. And the yoke is not actually much more different. And so, you know, every year we have, and I can, I, it's pretty much the same. Fifty percent of the people who come to a training or a program of immersion, they come because they want to make themselves better in some way. It's either mental, emotional. It could be physical, but something somehow, some some mix of that. And the other fifty percent, they want that, but they also want to contribute because we talked about contribution before Mm -hmm. and what we inevitably see when they get out of training is that roughly between seven about 75 percent of the people then are so much more motivated to want to teach somebody something now that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be a yoga teacher but uh or at a hot yoga studio somewhere for many yes but not everyone some some people are just like i can't wait to teach my kids i can't wait to teach my you know my community they start one in their little community center oh i'm really passionate about the uh, older people so they go to hospitals or there's something like that usually happening and so they very teach it in a very small level but that's a very big outcome right mm-hmm. and uh, but the other people let's say the other 25 percent they're just like wow that was a cool program i completed a certification and now i'm different you know and they and their practice is so different because They were taught a recipe, and then they have like, oh, I didn't know you add this in right after you do that. And then if I add it in right after I do that, it makes this much difference. And if I add it in too early, it doesn't work. And if I add it Mm. in too late, it, it doesn't really work that well. But when I put it in at just the right time, and I do just the right amount of stuff with that little bit, and I put all those pieces together, all of a sudden I have this amazing, you know, meal, which could be one of your... E- recipe books
1: yes or matches or meals.
0: <laughs> or it could be your yoga posture which is exactly the same as your recipe a little bit of this a little bit of that i, I that's just the coolest stuff so such such synchronicity that you have with your recipes and your yoga teaching
1: yeah creating absolutely. recipes
0: out of people i think life is sort of like a recipe you know you can You can find your way around there and you can start to change things to make it taste better for you so it looks better and feels better in your body. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, that's just wild. And that can be true too for people who have different types of bodies. I remember we had a person, I think it was like their third yoga class ever. Okay, so like get it, like third yoga class Mm. ever. And there was a week before the teacher training program and they signed up for it. Yes.
1: Oh my gosh. Now I
0: said to the person, I said to the person, I said, look, you're going to join this program, but you know, you're not teaching yoga at the end of this. This is like, and they they said to me, I I have no interest in teaching yoga, but this is like, I need a change. I need a shift. I need somebody to help me do something because I don't want to go see, or, or I'm already seeing my, my counselor. I'm already doing these things and it's not working the way that I want it to work. And I Mm. feel like, like, I've got to do something drastic to make it work. And so, yeah, they get a certificate of completion. But what what makes the difference was is that their level of expectation wasn't for them to become a yoga master, right? The level of expectation wasn't as big as their level of appreciation as to mm-hmm. what could become. So they were like, all I know is what could become of myself. And that is what I'm chasing. And they did like, phenomenal they did phenomenal then can you imagine and it's sort of like uh, i was a bit in a battle should i allow them to do this program not allow them to do this program And then i thought who am i to steal them away from the experience because Mm. because it might take more more work on my part you know because that's really what it's about right it's how much work we would have to do potentially Mm. and i thought "No, no no let's go join in It's not you know but here's the here's the end result i'm not going to give you a certificate that you can go out and just show everyone that you're a teacher i don't think you put in the time you know but i will give you a certificate of completion that says hey you did the time what else is next you know and that worked out phenomenal and i think since then they had had moved away they they don't come to the studio anymore okay to a different part of australia so i don't see him anymore Uh, you know i'm not engaged with him anymore but Uh, Although I, I can say there were two gentlemen brothers that joined us after three months of hot yoga practice. And they joined literally like days before the program. Now those three brothers, I believe still practice yoga, but one guy went on a total awakening path and has now become a life coach along with his new partner. And like went from basically repairing cars To helping repair people wow massive energetic shifts in their life and their body so i suppose i suppose i guess i tell the story because i want to i want to put it out there that you know no matter who's listening it could be a program it could be any program it doesn't have to be a teacher training program or release the quantum view program it could be anyone that that resonates with you but Mm -hmm. no matter where you are in the process of your life and what you think you understand and what you don't understand, I wanna let you know you're worthy, no matter what. There's no such thing as you being too young or too old or too fat or too small, you know, you're worthy, no matter what. And so you could always talk to somebody like us that can help walk you through the process and help you find the most appropriate path.
1: Yeah. I love that.
0: that's cool. okay. Well, any parting thoughts from you? I want to hear your wisdom.
1: <laughs> I've shared so much wisdom over this.
0: Share me some wisdom. One more last bit of wisdom. You are like a wisdom machine.
1: <laughs> uh, no, i'm just I'm just really looking forward to the experience to sharing, to growing together. and um And just to, it's so that thing, right? Like, you, like we we going back to what we said at the beginning, right? Um, we as you know, teachers, um, we're always students too. So I'm looking forward to continuing that evolution that growth as a teacher and as a student with you guys.
0: So cool. Me too. I'm your student as well. Right? I can't
1: wait. I'm going to get to teach you class. (laughs) You're going to teach me class. I might do some Reiki on you.
0: Oh, awesome. This would be so cool. And, 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 And as a side note, like I can see certainly all that stuff that you're doing, man. You're like hitting, I remember it was the last, was it the last one that you went to? Which Journey to Oneness? Was it the last time I saw you in that class? Last year? Last year's training? Did you come to Journey to Oneness last year? So the last year uh, or the year before?
1: It was the year before when I was pregnant.
0: Oh, you were like, like out there, fields of vibration, man. Yeah. The walls were pulsating around you. You were just like, that oh, was so cool to see. Yeah. What was what was actually happening with you? That was like just wild and wild to watch from a facilitator f- from a facilitator point of view, where I'm not facilitating, I'm just watching you facilitate your own process, and that was that's really cool. And, um, and just to say, anybody who connects with uh, our lovely friend Tara and uh, her ebook will probably be amazing. I can't wait to taste a couple of recipes. You must send me your most. Don't send them to me all. Don't send me all of them because you, you know I want the, your most favorite. Okay. Deal. Deal. Just one. Otherwise, just I won't do one. anything with it. Yeah, because right. I won't do yeah. anything with it. If you send me we'll, too we'll much, get
1: Sydney. We'll, we'll get Sydney cooking in the kitchen.
0: Now, so Sydney. Okay. Okay. Really quickly, because we're. Sydney, her, I forget what they call it, but she's in her school here. They do what's called a personal project. That's what they call it. So her personal project is how to create her own vegan or vegetarian cookbook, vegetarian cookbook.
1: Amazing. So I have How's to that? send never her my even... amazing vegan cashew noodle, uh, zucchini noodle, cashew cheese, lasagna. That's like oh my God. ridiculous.
0: Oh my God, she's going to be so happy. I never really, I didn't actually put the two links yeah. together until just this second. And she will be so excited. Uh, I can't wait to tell her.
1: Okay, yeah. <laughs> She'll be pumped. That's amazing. Tara, yeah, thanks so. so
0: much. I appreciate it, folks. Get, uh, get toned with Tara, or I am a spirit warrior. Is that it? Yes, that's it. Coming up or Tara Natalie at Insta, Instagram. Yeah. Okay, sweetie. Much love to you and your family. Give everyone a big Thank hug. Thank you.
1: You as well.
0: Don't give your hubby a smooch from me, okay? No. Punch him in the shoulder or something, okay? And I
1: won't tell him that you're wearing any thongs. No thongs. Yeah. <laughs>
0: no thongs. <laughs> All
1: Thanks again, right. Tara. On that note. I can't it.
0: wait to see you. Bye.